What's up, Joe? What's up, everybody? The MLB playoffs have advanced to the League Championship Series. And as of this recording, the Washington Nationals lead their best-of-seven series with the St. Louis Cardinals two games to none, with Steven Strasburg taking the mound in Game 3 against Jack Flaherty in D.C. While over in the American League, the Yankees and Astros are tied at one game apiece heading into Yankee Stadium after Carlos Correa sent the Houston faithful home with a walk-off home run in Game 2. As always, Rob Duran joins me to talk about it all and to offer his insights and predictions. And that's coming up right now on Sports 360. Joining me on Sports 360 once again to talk Major League Baseball playoffs is my man Rob Duran. Rob, how are you doing it today? I'm doing good, Jeff. A lot of a lot of exciting stuff to talk about with the playoffs today. No doubt, no doubt. I mean, as we're sitting here today, Rob, it's uh, Sunday afternoon. Um, first two games of the LCS are already in the books, and the second game of the uh, AL. Uh, LCS between the Yankees and uh, the Houston Astros is set for tonight. But um, we got a lot to talk about, man, a lot of ground to cover because um, first starting in the National League, right, where we have the St. Louis Cardinals facing off against the Washington Nationals and the Nationals took the first two games on the road uh, against St. Louis. First of all, what do you think about these two teams uh, meeting in the LCS. I think, and if anybody had these two teams picked, then I congratulate you, but I don't know anyone who had both of these teams in the championship series going into the playoffs. Um, obviously, they beat juggernauts, Atlanta and the Dodgers, both down. And I didn't see this happening. I knew there was a chance of the Dodgers maybe going down because the national starting pitching is tough and it's very good and they match up well with pretty much anybody at this point. But I'm shocked that St. Louis was able to take down the Braves in the fashion that they did, especially that last game to eliminate them. Yeah, you know, and for me, Rob, I'll start there because I kind of dog St. Louis on our last call, calling them, you know, your grandfather, St. Louis Cardinals <laughs> and everything else. Um, and so, look, I'll I'll start there. Uh, St. Louis won. Um, you know, I thought it was a interesting series. I didn't think either team hit particularly well in that series. And obviously we had sort of what I call an aberration where St. Louis scored, scored 10 runs in the first inning. Right. And I think that was the first time in playoff history that a team scored 10 runs, um, in, in one inning and look, they blew, they blew them out. Um, you know, and so look, hats off to St. Louis, but, um, you know, yeah, I didn't expect the Cardinals to beat the Braves. Um, but I did, you know, I, I did expect the Dodgers to fall and, and they fell, man. And, and, you know, you and I talked about this a little bit offline, Rob, 
I, I don't understand the moves Dave Roberts made in game five as far as his bullpen and going to Kershaw instead of his true relievers toward the end of that game. Yeah, and it's it's always been a big question mark of having starters come out of the bullpen. And you, you've seen it a lot. It's becoming a trend in the playoffs. And I don't know what the numbers are off the top of my head or anything like that, but I could imagine that having starting pitchers pitch multiple innings out of the pen probably historically isn't a good idea. And um, especially when you're late in the games, I think you have to go with, you know, the guys who got you there. You have late-inning relievers who are born to pitch in pressure situations and things like that. And that's not what a starter does, especially coming out of the pen. So putting Kershaw in that situation where it's late in the game, you already got a good inning out of him, why bring him back in for a second inning? And then we all saw what happened from there. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I I would somewhat understand it if Kershaw came in in the fourth or fifth inning and they wanted to get some multiple innings out of him. But when it's the seventh inning and then he's going into the eighth, to me, bring in your normal relievers at that point, you know, and and then get the ball to Kenley Jansen. To me, that was the play. But, you know, Dave Roberts seemed insistent on going Bueller, Kershaw, and it backfired on him big time. And now the Dodgers are home um, yep. where I, where they belong as far as I'm concerned. So, <laughs> and, and hats off to Washington, you know, for, for gutting it out and, um, you know, taking it to the Dodgers and, and, and getting to the LCS. And, you know, speaking of the LCS, how do you like the, the Nationals in these first two games? They have been pitching lights out, and I know a lot of people were shocked about the pitching performance in game one, or even the fact that he was pitching game one in Anibal Sanchez, but he's not your typical number four or even number five starter. Probably one of the best number four starters in baseball, which is kind of weird to even say that, you know, you're holding stats with a number four pitcher, but the guy is clutch, and he's playoff tested. Um, He's been there before He with Detroit couple years back when he pitched for them and listen he was ready to make history in that game one and he was followed by Scherzer who's was no slouch as we know and it seems like he's fully healthy and he's throwing fire so if I'm St. Louis I'm a little worried because they have Strasburg coming up next against them and we all know that once October rolls around Strasburg is a different type of pitcher and he is lights out as well yeah, and I'll tell you, I, I think that Strasburg has been the Nationals' best pitcher in the postseason yeah. so far. You know, um, in that game five, I thought he did a fantastic job after giving up, you know, three runs in the first two innings of shutting down the Dodgers the rest of the way and, and, and you know, keeping the you know the Nationals in the game and allowing their offense a chance to get back in it. Um, you know, he's out there. He seems confident. He knows what he wants to do. Uh, he's been executing his pitches. And, you know, right now, as you said, they have to face Strasburg at home in game three, followed by Corbin, who's no easy task either. So yep. right now, St. Louis is not swinging the bats. Um, you know, they, they seem to me right now, Rob, 
to have a lot of outs in their lineup. You know what I mean? You know, guys who I'm not saying they're automatic outs normally, but they're just making outs now. You know what I mean? Guys who don't have confidence, whether it's Fowler, uh, some of the other guys, they just seem to, you know, they really don't have, I think, they don't seem like they have the firepower, to be honest yeah. with you. Um, yeah. So St. Louis, too, they, they seem to be riding this kind of wave that they were on in the regular season where people were, okay, this is a team that, you know, can make some noise in the playoffs. But then we saw them kind of struggle towards the end of the season in September and things like that. And I think they're hitting this stretch again where, you know, they just beat Atlanta and maybe no one expected that. And now it's like, okay, you're expecting them to go into this national series, confidence sky high, and the complete opposite happened. And they basically got punched in the mouth by uh, by the Nationals in game one. And I think we're seeing that effect uh, go throughout the clubhouse and the team right now, where, like you said, they don't seem to have that, you know, that it factor going on right now. Yeah. And meanwhile, Washington seems to be a team that just has a quiet confidence about themselves. You know what I mean? They they went out to L.A., won that game five, and, you know, mm-hmm. have taken the first two in St. Louis. And, you know, when you get that type of pitching, you know what I mean, where yeah. in back-to-back games, no hitters taken deep into the, you know, what, the eighth inning, I think, for Sanchez and, what, the seventh inning, I guess, for Scherzer in back-to-back starts? Because um, it's not like the Nationals are tearing the cover off the ball. Wainwright pitched well yesterday, and, you know, they got a well-pitched game in game one as well, St. Louis did. But, you know, w- w- when your other, you know, when your guys are shutting them down the way the Nationals have been doing, look, you only need one or two runs, and it's ball game over. Yeah, and Tony, St. Louis needs to make some type of adjustment, and it's going to be tough against Strasburg. But, and I mean, we spoke about Strasburg earlier. He gave up a couple of runs early against the Dodgers in his last start and right away clicked, made his adjustments, clicked, kept that team in the game. St. Louis needs a big inning, a big inning early to get, you know, the national shaking a little bit because if not, I can easily see them going down 3-0, and that's not good territory at all. Yeah. I heard a stat yesterday, Rob, where they said um, in LCS history, there's been 20 teams that have won the first two games on the road and that, you know, 20 and 0. So for me, I'm looking at 21. I don't see St. Louis coming back in this series. Um, as Don Meredith used to say when on Monday night football, turn out the lights, the party's over. St. Louis is going home, man. Um, you know, and, and look, I said it in the first round, but they got by Atlanta. St. Louis is going home. (laughs) The Washington Nationals are going to the World Series. I can't envision a scenario where St. Louis does. They have, in my opinion, Jeff, they have to win three in a row. They can't let the Nationals win another game without coming back and taking the lead in the series. That's the only way I see St. Louis win. They take three in a row and then they can force a game seven uh, or force the Nationals, you know, for a game seven. But, Soon as I think if the Nationals win one more out of the next two, they're done. Yeah. Well, for me, the mis- you know the the mystery, the suspense, all of that is gone. St. Louis is going home, um, and I wouldn't even be surprised if the Nationals sweep them um, 
and and awaiting you know the the Yankees Houston winner because um I, I, St. Louis right now looks like they don't have any punch in them and, and I agree with you though if they come out and they they have to come out early they have to come out hard in game three I believe yep. I don't think they could go deep into the game and being shut down again by Strasburg you know what I mean I think at that point it'll be in their head. If it's in the sixth inning and they're still shut out, I think I think St. Louis knows it. Yeah. So if they don't come out and put some runs on the board early, that game is over, this series is over, and I'm going to be glad about it. But in any event, Washington, Washington is going to the World Series. Uh, Washington is going to the World Series. Um, but let's turn to the American League. Um, Houston Yankees and you know you're a big Yankees fan so you know you're going to get a chance to talk about your boys a little bit here after that game one victory last night Um, but man you're talking about a powerhouse matchup Rob Um, what are your thoughts so far I think everyone expected this one the Houston Astros and Yankees going at it and I'll tell you I'm happy with the way the Yankees have played. I'm not excited yet. It's only one game, and they have to face Verlander and Cole the next two games. But um, I'll tell you, Houston, they're one of the best teams in the game, if not the best team in the game. But Tampa gave them a little bit of a run for their money. And I'm pretty sure a lot of people in Houston, they won't admit it, but they were nervous going into that game five with Tampa. I know I was excited to see it. I'm pretty sure all Yankee fans were excited to see them go into a game five because anything can happen in the final game of a series, obviously. But, um, yeah, the Yankees have played really well this postseason. They swept the Twins in, you know, no questions remained after that. Nobody was questioning anything about the Yankees. Their pitching is solid. Uh, Their defense is doing a great job. But, like I said, it's only one game so far. And I expect Houston and Verlander tonight to make, you know, to come back and have a, a great performance. Verlander has been the Yankees' kryptonite from his days in Detroit in the playoffs. So it'll be a good watch today to see how the Yankees attack Verlander and how Verlander attacks the Yankees back. Yeah, I mean, I want to go back to that Tampa series as well because I I, I agree with you in that. I believe Houston, the fans, and maybe even the players a little bit, were a bit nervous by Tampa because Tampa's a gritty team. You know, they they beat Oakland, and, you know, both of us thought Oakland was going to win the wild card. And they went out there, and they beat Oakland. Then they got down 0-2 to Houston and then came back and really took it to Houston when when the series returned to Tampa or went to Tampa. And who the heck knows what would have happened if Glasnow wasn't tipping his pitches in the first inning, right? And that's what I was thinking as well, yep. Yeah, because they scored those four runs in the first inning, but really didn't do much after that. And it's easy to tack on. I shouldn't say easy, but they did tack on some runs. But, you know, to tack on runs when you're already up four to one or whatever is one thing. If it was one to one or if it was one to nothing, then obviously that game is different. You know what I mean? So. You know, yeah, Houston, Houston, you know, did their thing. 
you know, but it did go five games. Tampa gave them all they could handle. And you had a situation where the pitcher was tipping his pitches in the first inning and paid for it. And then after that, Houston was pretty much kept in check. Yep. And Houston showed a little bit of weakness, I think, in that series. And it would have been great to see had Glasnow, you know, figured it out earlier or somebody, somebody on Tampa's side kind of, even if it's the pitching, would just come out, you know, a couple batters in like, hey, they're picking you up. You got to figure something out. But unfortunately, that didn't happen for Tampa. Now they're home. But Houston showed some weakness. And one thing, and if anybody's been watching the Yankees this season, one thing they do is when they find a weakness, they take care of it. And they take advantage of it. And, you know, for my sake, I hope they continue to execute the way they have been. But, listen, Tampa gave them a run for their money. Houston showed some weakness. And they need to fix those up fast especially going into the Bronx after after game two. Totally agree. And and I also believe, too, we got to talk about Garrett Cole, right, because he was phenomenal in, you know, in the DS. Um, 25 strikeouts in two games, you know, clearly, you know, saved Houston's bacon, you know, um, in, in the way he pitched. He was dominant. He was unbelievable. Um, and, you know, as a free agent to be, um, you know, doing it on this stage and he's obviously had a great year, um, you know, he, he's in line for a huge payday, but before he gets there, um, you know, Houston right now is riding him. And I will tell you, you know, Verlander, you know, he had that one good start, you know, against Tampa in game one got hit around a little bit, you know, uh, when he pitched the second time around. Um, and Granky, you know, yeah, I know they, they tried to say, you know, he only made a couple of bad pitches when Tampa kind of knocked him around the park. But, you know, I guess you can say the same thing about last night. He made a couple of bad pitches. But that's yeah. the thing. He's making bad pitches, and the hitters are making him pay for it. Yeah, and historically, over the past few starts, even back when Greinke was with the Dodgers, he hasn't been very good in the postseason. And it's overlooked because he had such a great regular season. But he has been hit around, you know, when he was with the Dodgers and now with Houston. He's been – a few runs have been tacked on him. And um, I'm telling you, for the Yankees' best-case scenario was that game five because they started with Greinke in game one having to face him. And that was best-case scenario for New York. And they took advantage of that, and they did exactly what they had to do in take game one. And with Garrett Cole, um, I read this stat a couple days ago. It was sometime in May. He was uh, he had a 4.11 ERA, and he was struggling. And since then, he's been 18 and 0 in 24 starts with an ERA under two since May. The guy hasn't lost since May. And you keep waiting to see if maybe he'll slip up at some point. Maybe he'll struggle. He's gotten better and better every start. And that's insane. He went through a stretch striking out over 10 hitters. That's insane, Jeff. I don't know. You run out of words to say for how good this guy has been. And like you said, he's in for a good payday. And I don't know what else he has to prove, honestly, to prove that he's he's worth the money and just – He's one of the best pitchers, if not the best pitcher in baseball today. 
Yeah, and there's no doubt. I think Houston can look to him and expect, you know, what they've been getting from him, as you said, since May, right? The guy's been out of this world. You know, Verlander, you know, uh, again, in this postseason, one good outing, one not so good outing. But then you have Granky, and I agree with you. I think Granky, like Kershaw, right, guys who pitched very, very well during the regular season and a little bit shaky in the postseason. And for Houston, that reduces them to two reliable starters, right? Um, And I don't know if that's going to be enough, (laughs) okay? You know, they're going to need, you know, Verlander to come out and do his thing as he did in game one against Tampa. Um, and that's no easy that's no easy task against the Yankees. And then they're going to need Granky at some point to step up in his next outing. You know, assuming that, you know, he he has another he has another outing here. And I want to say this. And I know you're a Yankees fan and you may I'm not trying to jinx anything for you. But I will tell you this. When I look at the Yankees lineup and I look at the Houston lineup, I actually think the Yankees lineup is better. I think it's deeper. I, I think there are tougher outs in the Yankees lineup than it is the Houston lineup. The Yankees just keep coming at you. And, you know, when you talk about coming at you, you got to start with that Glaber Torres, man. That guy's been unbelievable. But wow. from one through nine, the Yankees make you work. And I think over the course of a game, it wears you out. And next thing you know, you, you you know, if you don't execute all of your pitches, the Yankees will make you pay. And I think right now their lineup is the most fearsome of all of the remaining playoff teams uh, who are still playing right now. And I completely agree with you. And not just because I'm a Yankee fan, but I've had this take um, even going into this play, going into the playoffs this year that the Yankees lineup is the best lineup there is. And Houston is, you know, they're great. But not just one through nine, Jeff, but if you look at, you take out Giancarlo Stanton late in the game for defensive replacement, and you put Cameron Maven in, when he's in, he's hitting. And now they have Aaron Hicks, who obviously he hasn't seen pitching since, I believe, August. But he can get hot at any moment, too, and provide some offense and some spark as a switch hitter coming off the bench as well. So, you know, not just one through nine, but their bench. And we've seen it all year. Their, their, their mantra is, you know, next man up. And every person they put in the lineup, no matter where they play them, what order they're in, they produce. And I don't think I've ever seen a lineup like this that produces, you know, the entire roster produces. Every single hitter going up there is not an easy out. There's no one on the starting lineup no one coming off the bench that you can say, okay, finally, I get a break. The Yankees just aren't giving that to teams this year. And credit to Cashman and Aaron Boone and everyone else involved, you know, in putting this roster together. They put together one heck of a roster for a deep playoff run, and they're doing it. Yeah, and I would say this. I mean, you know, I believe the Yankees are going to take Houston out. You know, I, I do. I know you, you know, you said, that, hey, it's only one game, and as a Yankees fan, I know you don't want to get too far down the road, but I'm not a Yankees fan. I'm just looking at it, you know what I mean? And I get it. If I was a Yankees fan, too, I would be, you know, I would be cautiously optimistic. But as I look at this, not as a fan, but just looking at how both of these teams have been playing, 
and how they match up with one another. I, to me, the Yankees look dangerous right now, you know, at the plate. And then, you know, their bullpen is tough. Look, I go back to, um, I think it was game two against Tampa, where Asuna came in and couldn't close the deal. Yep. Right. You know, so, you know, and he hasn't been in a safe situation since. Okay. So I think they have some issues in their bullpen. I, I also think that not everybody in that lineup is swinging the bats particularly well. Now that could change, right? Because Houston has some talent as well. But the Yankees right now not only have the talent, they're they're executing, they're producing, and they look dangerous. And yep. you know, this is a series, right? This is not the regular season where Houston can go through two or three games of not swinging the bats well. They do that and they'll find themselves in a hole. So um, tonight's game is pivotal, I think, for Houston. They have to win tonight's game, and then they have to feel pretty good because they have Garrett Cole set for game three. So I think the Yankees as well want to get this game, knowing that Cole is waiting for them when they return to Yankee Stadium. Yeah, and game one was a must-win for New York, in my opinion. I think they had to take advantage of the fact that, and it's, it was weird to say the you know the lesser pitcher in Zach Greinke compared to Verlander and Cole, but they had to take advantage of that matchup and beat Greinke, beat Houston in Game One, and they did that. And going into Game Two, like you said, it's a must-win for Houston now because the last thing you want to do is go into New York City down 2-0, and you know you have Cole on the mound, yeah, but what if that's the game he slips up finally in New York? pressure pack with everything on the line. You know, Houston will be down quick, 3-0, and who knows what can happen from there. But, again, I'm not looking too far ahead, but because <laughs> you never know what can happen. But, um, yeah, the way New York has played, and I'll take the fandom out of it and I'll just talk straight baseball, I think the Yankees are going to overwhelm Houston a little bit in this series. And – I'm just as a baseball fan, I'm excited to see how New York continues to respond today. And they're playing with this swag and this confidence that we haven't seen in a very long time from a New York team. Even the 0-9 team that won the World Series, I don't think they had as much confidence as, as this team. And a lot of it has to do with the guy you brought up earlier in Gleyber Torres, who's a superstar in the making at just 22 years old, making a name for himself not just this entire season, but the production he's had in the postseason. And, you know, Aaron Judge is obviously the leader of the Yankees. That's That goes without question. But the way Glaber Torres has played this entire season, the only one who wasn't on the, on the injury list all year, and the way he's carried that production and been even better, especially in clutch situations this postseason, not enough can be said about the way this young man has been producing. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And, you know, I also think hats off to LeMayhew um, because he's going out there and continuing to just be a professional hitter. Um, you know, you have Judge, you know, you you know, you have um, Torres, as, as you mentioned. And then you just got, you know, Gardner, who's a tough out. You know what I mean? You got, you know, Didi Gregorius, another tough out. You know, you got Gary Sanchez. 
you know what I mean, who can just explode at any time and be a game changer. You have, you know, Encarnacion, right, you know, with his playoff experience and his playoff pedigree and everything else. The Yankees are just, they, they look like a team that, you know, is just supremely confident, not cocky, but just confident. You know what I mean? And they know that each one, and I think you used the phrase next man up. And obviously that was something that the Yankees, you know, adopted when it comes to their injuries, right? Because they have so many injuries. But I also think it plays out in the way they go about the game, right? Next man up, keep the line moving. You know, they can knock out the home runs with the best of them, but they can also just keep the line moving. They run the bases well. They're a smart team. They're a gritty team. And, um, yeah, look, they have to face Verlander tonight. But all in all, man, I look at the Yankees and I say, watch out. I think watch out. Credit to Aaron Boone. I was very critical of Aaron Boone um, last postseason with the way he handled the pitching staff and the bullpen and all that stuff with the Red Sox series um, because I don't think he should have brought in Lance Lynn um, after Severino in that game. But credit to Aaron Boone and the rest of that coaching staff with the way they've handled not just the injuries, but just managing the guys who are able to play. And he's pushed all the right buttons. And, you know, people were questioning his move yesterday about taking Tanaka out after just 68 pitches. But you have that bullpen. And we talked about the way the Dodgers use their bullpen or misuse their bullpen, I should say, um, in the National Series. I think that was the right move. You you get you got six innings from your starter, and you have a super bullpen with guys with any number of guys. I think it's five guys who can close out a game. Why not go to them and shut the door down early in the seventh inning? Why wait and, or risk Tanaka, you know, giving up a run or two, going through the order a third, fourth time? There's no need for that. This is the playoffs. You have the super bullpen. You got the six innings from your starter, which is a lot more innings than. Most starters are pitching these days, especially in the postseason. Credit to Aaron Boone. He's done a phenomenal job in his second year managing the team. A lot of credit should be given to what he's done and what that coaching staff has done. And this is why the Yankees are where they are. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, I'm going to put my prediction out there now, if it's any surprise to anybody. Look, it's going to be an I-95 World Series, Yankees and Nationals. So all you got to do is get on I-95, <laughs> <laughs> start in New York, make your way down to Washington. And, you know, if, if, if it goes deep, you know, get back in your car and drive <laughs> 95 North and go back up to the Bronx. I-95 World Series. That's what I'm make saying. Make it Louis is, yeah, St. That's right. Right. There's no West Coast teams here, period, right? But but certainly um, St. Louis is going home, right? They can go home and do whatever, they, you know, they do out there in the Midwest. And, and I, I'm going to get it about St. Louis. I don't care either. But they can go on home. And I believe the Yankees are going to send Houston packing. I'm not saying it's going to be easy, but I think they're going to send Houston packing. And so my prediction is an I-95 series between the Yankees and the Nationals. What's your prediction, Houston Yankees? I think the Yankees take it. 
And, you know, as a baseball fan, you want to see that series go seven games because it's the two best teams in baseball going at it. But I don't think it, you know, I don't think it will make it seven games. I think the Yankees will take it in five or six games. And obviously, yeah. got the Nationals in the National League. Right. Right. Okay. Well, we shall see. Um, but again, as we both have said, tonight's an important game for both of these teams. Um, it's critical for Houston. I don't think they can go down 0-2, even with Cole waiting in the wings. Um, it's critical for them. But it's also important for the Yankees because, you know, they could face the prospect of Cole. And if they lose tonight's game, you know, face the real prospect of going down 2-1, even after taking game one. So I think the Yankees have to look at this thing. I think they have to be a little bit greedy tonight. You know what I mean? Not come in and say, okay, we won the first one here. You know, you know, we, we, you know, took home field advantage. No, I think they have to be greedy tonight and want to take this game with Cole waiting in the wings. I agree with you a hundred percent there. They have to play this game just like they did game one, a must-win. Because um, you don't want to face Cole with the series tied, like you said, and have to go against him. Even if it's in New York, there's a chance that you go into the game four down two to one, and you don't want that. No, not at all. So we'll see how it goes tonight, Rob. I mean, it's going to be it's going to be exciting, man. I mean, I look forward to seeing both of these teams um, going at it. Um, I think at some point, Houston will start swinging the bats a little bit better, but you know, I think they almost have to because the Yankees, starting with that Minnesota series and right on into game one, have shown, you know, you better bring your lunch pail to work because it's going to be a long day at the yard. Yep. So, yeah, and it starts with Glaber Torres. That's right. And that's 22 years old, Jeff. I know. 22 years old. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. So... All right, so let's see how it goes. I mean, we have um, game two tonight as we're speaking, you know, um, game two tonight between Houston and, and the Yankees, and and then we resume in the National League uh, with game three, Washington Nationals in Washington facing St. Louis um, in a series that I believe is going to end soon. We'll see how it goes, man. We'll see. It'll be, it'll be a good good game tonight definitely with Verlander and um yeah St. Louis is in trouble man St. Louis is in trouble and they're gonna come at you a little bit Jeff so be prepared (laughs) keep sending them home (laughs) I know I sent them home in the division series and I'm sending them home now and and I'm fine with that (laughs) I'm fine with that um but we'll see how it goes man um but listen enjoy the game tonight um and you know we'll We'll reconvene, um, you know, in a couple of days or depending on how these series play out. I mean, because, look, if things get tight and we find ourselves in both of these series tied up 2-2, I mean, we, we, we may want to jump on the phone again and, and, you know, go through the series at that point. I don't yeah. think that's going to happen. But if it does, we, we definitely, um, you know, we definitely need to, you know, leave open some time to do that. Oh, definitely. Definitely, definitely. But I don't see, like like you said, I don't see that in the National League. Definitely no. not in the National League. No, me uh, either. But the AL is a different story, so we'll see. Okay. Well, listen, man, enjoy the game tonight, both as a baseball fan and as a Yankees fan. And Rob will catch up again. Um, 
probably to, to preview the World Series. But until okay. then, man, enjoy the games. Good catching up with you, and I look forward to catching up with you in a couple of days. Awesome. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you for having me. Okay. All right, Rob. Take care.